and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Three simple beliefs that fix pain and three that never will. This is based on my experience. Okay. Well, this will be good then. All right. I've been seeing patients for 36 years, Brad. Does that sound like an old guy? Oh, you must have got the calendar out. Yeah. (laughs) I figured it out. I used my addition. (laughs) So I'm not judging, but if I I could convince a patient of these three beliefs, truly convince them, I think they have a better chance of getting better than if they they don't follow these three things. And I've just seen over the years that the people that have this natural feeling about getting better, mm-hmm. they get better. And so we'll go over the three points. Okay, good. So I, I, I may be confusing you a little bit. But I'm also going to go over the three opposite ones that I see in people. And I'm, sure. I, I see those people, and I, my head drops a little bit because I feel like. You've got a challenge. Yeah, I got a challenge. Mm-hmm. I, got to, I got to turn them around. Right. I got to turn the ship around. All right. The number one belief. So I, the patient, am responsible for getting better. Me. When a patient comes in and they're thinking that, they're not thinking, what are you going to do on, for me or on me? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to? Um, it's like some life, possibly lifestyle, maybe that's right. exaggerating, but some little changes that can make big differences if you do it, take care of it yourself. Well, doing the exercises too. Right. That's a good like, point. Brad, I, how many times have you seen this? Like you tell, you give somebody some exercises. I usually only give them one the right. first time because I want to test them. Yep. And I want to make sure they do it. I say, I'm only giving you one exercise so that I make sure that you do it. And they come back in the second time. And what do they say sometimes? It's no better. No. Sometimes they say, I didn't have time to do it. Ah, or they, yeah. You know what I do? What do you do? I'll give one to three. I like smaller numbers too, but I'll say, can you show me the exercises? Oh, and, the and second it, time. Yeah. And the second visit, if they can't show me, I know they haven't done them or this. You're sneaky. Well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That. But that's, that does work. Psychology. Right. You are a master. <laughs> so I'm going to lay it all out there, Brad. Years ago, I had some hemorrhoids. Ooh. I know it's the older thing, guys. But, <laughs> but um, and they were bad to the point, like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to just have this taken care of. I don't know what they do. They must do some procedure. And, right. Yeah. So this relates to the point. It, it's going to okay. get there. All right. I, I met with the doctor a couple of times and it finally dawned on me what the doctor was trying to get across to me is I need to make the changes so this gets better. We're not going to do surgery on it. So what kind like, of changes were well, you? Well, I was already eating a lot of fiber and stuff like that, but I don't want to get into this part of it because this is really gets personal. So, <laughs> But I made the changes and it got better. And, you know, it went away. So the doctor told you what you need to do. Right. And, and I had to take responsibility. Sure. Yep. So look at the sacrifices I make for this channel. Right. Yeah. That, know, was, a, that was a big one. We went there. Now, okay. Number two, your body, the patient's body, mm-hmm. it wants to heal. Sure. You got to understand that. that uh, there's a book by McKenzie. Robin right, McKenzie. Uh, Robin McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a was a great physical therapist. Right. Well, probably the most influential therapist in the world. I would, I would think say. so. He had pictures and he was trying to make the same point of how the body wants to heal. Sure. He showed a picture of a hip that had dislocated. And it, this was years ago, like before there was surgeries. doctors and surgeries. Yeah. They were so common. Yeah. And uh, on autopsy, they took a look at it. It had dislocated. It formed a new hip. Yeah. And the person I, was able to I walk. Yep. Yeah. That was just amazing to me. That I mean, the body had formed a new hip. It, right. it created cartilage and 
a socket, and sure. the whole thing. So, so right, and I, I've done that myself as far as with my patients, but even myself, when my back was bothering me with spondylolisthesis, uh, and it was, seemed like it was getting worse, and I just thought, you know, maybe I need surgery. And I decided, well, what would happen 50 years ago when surgeries were very, were, weren't an option? Right, Or right. if it wasn't serious. Yeah, what would the body do? Right. So I, I just decided I got to look at this more carefully and start doing the exercises that I knew I should do on a regular basis. So I did that. And over the next year, it turned around and uh, I have, the symptoms are much better. I'm in control it's of under, it. You're managing it. Right. I, I'm... Uh, I'm responsible for that. Yeah, and my, that's my exercise. It's funny how you came upon that yourself. And even as therapists, we don't always realize it ourselves. Do right. We? It's know, different to think of it as a therapist. Right. Because, but when it's when it's when, yourself, when it's on you, it's like, oh my gosh, I've uh, <laughs> I'm the patient now. I better be a good patient. Well, when it's on you and you're experiencing the pain every day, and right. it seems bleak, you know, it's very easy to yeah. to, to give up and yeah. say. Somebody just do something for me and right. get rid of this. So basically, you know, a little discipline, a little optimism uh, is really important. Maybe uh, a lot of optimism, yeah. a lot of discipline in some cases. This third one maybe doesn't always fit. But generally, as a rule of thumb, the third thing that people, you know, if they can buy into this is to get it moving. Sure. Get the, you know, generally, if you're having a pain issue, we want to get some type of movement that doesn't make it worse. Right. But... You know, maybe doesn't make it better either, but it just keeps it neutral, at least getting movement. And, and that is really the job of us therapists. Right. People come Convincing in. them and showing them. It hurts no matter what I do. So then we have to dig through. And that's what our job is to figure out an exercise protocol that doesn't irritate it, that doesn't hurt, and to get them, show them the path. Yeah, a good example is back pain. And we always try to get a person walking right away with, sure. with, back, yep. with back pain because uh, so often people think that it's hurt, so I can't move it. And that's going to lead me to these three things that I see in people who generally don't get better. Sure. So number one, you know, just the opposite of, of the, the ones I just said, someone needs to fix me. It needs to be a pill, a manipulation, a surgeon, mm. you know, not myself. Uh, and, and that's where I think people become addicted somewhat to getting their back cracked by someone. And, you know, right. I don't, right. don't want to dis disparage other professions but you know what i mean yep. if, if you if you keep someone coming for 20 years um right he's doing the same thing yep. yeah yeah really it's the old uh you know our philosophy is teach someone right to take care of themselves the uh, exactly teach someone to fish so they can feed themselves for right. a lifetime versus uh give them a piece Given of the and fish. they have to keep coming back right and, and there are situations where you need surgery that it is but, absolutely uh, and uh, so i don't dis disregard that but i'm saying the first part of your mindset should be i'm going to try to see if i can make myself better right that's the first approach and then if things get just bad you can always consider sure. consider surgery. Uh, number two, my body is broken, and that the body can't fix it. You know, mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll say, a good example is uh, you'll see a diagnosis on an MRI of a bulging disc mm -hmm. or herniated disc, yep. and you think, "Oh my God, I have a bulging disc or herniated disc. Someone has to fix that." Right. Well, what you don't know is that lots of people have bulging discs and, and herniated discs, and they don't have any pain. Right. I mean, you know, they, they absolutely don't have any pain. It's part of aging, like yeah. wrinkles and gray hair. Yeah, and that is the thing with scans, is they'll show all these anomalies or problems, 
and oftentimes the body has already adapted to it. It's not a serious problem and uh, things are good. And uh, again, there are studies that show that uh, time and time again where a bulging disc is in a person that's completely asymptomatic and they continue to live their life. Uh, so the, I, the body is adapted to that situation Exactly, already. exactly. I just got an email from a, uh, a subscriber who said her husband had surgery for his hip, his yeah. hip, hip replaced. But it's severe, he had severe pain down the groin and, and down the front of the thigh. Sure. He had the surgery and now it's still there. The pain mm. is right there, but he's having pain in his back too. Sure. So I'm going, it was probably back pain all along. Yeah. And not even the, you know, they probably saw stuff on the, you know, yeah. the hip. It probably yeah. needed uh, yeah. or could have used some surgery. But And it can be difficult. Yes, it can. A number of times to figure out what is the right diagnosis. Uh, the symptoms overlap and that's a challenge. That's why it's a practice. Well, that's why often Brad and I say when you, there's back pain and hip pain, I'm leaning towards the back is probably the more the yeah, issue. Get so, it clear of that. Get first. it clear of that first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And number three, uh, a lot of people when they're having pain, they think I'm just not going to move this joint. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. let rest it. Yep. Rest is best. Uh, movement's mm -hmm. going to make it worse. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, after a fracture or something like that, or after surgery, yes. Right. But right. at some point, we want to get it moving. It gets more blood flow to the area. It starts the body starts adapting right. and it, it, you'll get better that way. Which is so. an under, so under, understandable uh, thought. Yeah, you, know, you, exactly. you, protect it, you want to protect it, yes. but uh, there's a time to get things moving. And again, that's the therapist can really assist someone with that. Um, and that's where I, yeah, you, I, I've got to be able to talk them into this, right. you know, uh, over a series of treatments. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that's why a doctor will send someone to therapy. It's like the doctor knows they got to get it moving but they know right. that if they just say well just go out and start exercising that's a little irresponsible because there's certain movements that are going to irritate it and other ones that are going to uh promote healing. exactly i was so mad at a, a this orthopedic surgeon who he wasn't sending patients to uh after knee replacements oh he was i got one like three months later yeah he came in because he wasn't you know he had gotten and, and it's stiffened yeah, up yeah it's stiff enough of course in three months yeah so i'm like Seriously? I mean, he thinks that these people can... Yeah, that doesn't uh, happen too often. No, it doesn't. You don't hardly see that anymore. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching.